welcome to That's Life, where we occupy the second half of this girl power hour here on the Nachum Siegel Network. And frankly, we like the company. Good morning, folks. Thanks for listening. I am Miriam L. Wallach, blogger, writer, general manager here at the Nachum Siegel Network. You can find me here in my new time slot right after Allison and right before Nachum. It's a happy, happy family here at the Nachum Siegel Network. I like my 1030 slot. Avram, how do you feel about it? Good morning. Uh, good morning. Well, I'm here the whole time. So, <laughs> <laughs> so frankly, I guess it doesn't matter. A, it, is a little, it is a little bit lighter, obviously, because yeah. you usually have jam-packed hour with like tons of stuff. So it is a little bit of a lighter half hour. So I miss a little bit that fast kind of very big pace. It feels a little bit more relaxed, uh, you know, but uh, whatever. It'll take some time. We'll get used to it. We'll get used to it. And actually, um, it, it seems I neglected to tell my better half that I was on now at 1030. So all of a sudden last week in the middle of the show, I get an Texas says, what's with the 1030? It's like one of those times where you tell everyone else and you forget to tell the people you live with. So now I'm making a public service announcement. We're starting at 1030 here at the Nachum Siegel Network. That's where That's Life can now be found. That he at first not recognize and just thought, it was like, why does Miriam sound different? Like, why does Miriam sound like Allison Josephs? Um, no, I, I, I was like, whatever. He's like, you know, nice that we talk. Um, if you're a new listener to the show, thank you for taking a break from your day to tune in if you are a returning listener. Thanks, as always, for making us part of your day. Please follow us on Twitter, Nachum Net, all one word, or, or and or, Miriam L. Wallach, also all one word. My thanks to our friends at Gourmet Glot, who gave uh, both me and Nachum the royal treatment yesterday. Howie and Yoli are amazing. And, of course, where would I be without Mendy, who makes sure that um, my order is completely taken care of, lock, stock, and barrel, every single week. We had a major tour of the premises, and we went downstairs into what is the bowels of the store. And as um, Nahum previewed this morning on JM and previewed is the word I'm looking for, as Nahum previewed this morning on JM and the AM, um, we had a tour of the, the tour of the facility and I got a glimpse into the world of bug checking in vegetables. Now, Avrami, I, 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 I will be completely honest, as I always am, that frankly, I was a non-believer until I walked in there. First of all, everyone should know that the Gourmet Glot store, as clean as it, as it is upstairs, it is downstairs. My basement's not that clean. It is, all right, that's not the point of the story, but it is absolutely pristine downstairs. Watching the full team that are in charge of the vegetable checking is absolutely mind-boggling. It is a full-time production. It's not like one guy who does it a couple hours a day. Uh, I mean, I'm going to post a picture later once I'm off the air, of part of the equipment that they have there just to check. It is a, it is a full-time, full-time job for a number of number of people on the Gourmet Glot staff. And Avrami, after what I saw in the kale, I am, I, I, am now a, I am now a convert. I am a complete, let's go on with the conversion jokes. I am a complete convert to the need to buy checked vegetables, simply because the mashkiach took a bunch of kale in front of our eyes a bunch of kale and just smacked it down, just lightly hit it on the bug checker. You know, those big lights on the bug checker and then pulled the kale away and looked at all the little things that had come off. You know, they're pieces of lead, pieces of kale, dirt, whatever else. And then we saw the things that were moving. It was, it was bizarre. It was gross. And the man, the mashkil carries a loop. And I looked at him and I said, you know, most people look at diamonds under loops. He looks at bugs. Nachum and Nachum was taking pictures on his iPhone of the bugs that we found in the kale. So frankly, when I placed my order at Gourmet Glot this morning, the kale, I asked for checked kale. I asked for check this and I asked for check that. Now, 
everybody can check. You can check your stuff at home. I'm not saying no. But frankly, if you were a cynic like me, if you were a cynic, I will tell you, I have seen, I'm not trying to be funny, I have seen the light. There are, there really are, there really are living things in there of rummy. They're, they're living things. It only makes me want to eat more bagels and less things that grow from the ground. You're listening to That's Life here on the Nahum Siegel Network. I do want to do the fortune cookie, and I'm going to do it very quickly because my first guest is on the line, but we didn't do fortune cookies last week. I want to make sure to do that today because I don't want to lose the complete spirit of this show, even though we're down to 30 minutes. My fortune is your kindness is surely to be repaid. Well, that could not have been a better promo or a better intro into my first guest. David Libor is the chairman of the Leckett Israel Dinner. It is to be held this year, November 8th. Monday Shabbos, November 8th, at the Sheridan in Manhattan at 8 p.m. I'm pleased to welcome David to the show, and I'm pleased to announce that I'll be emceeing that event that Saturday night, and I look forward to representing and to meeting everyone at the Leckett Dinner. Good morning, David. Good morning. How are you? I am well. Nice to be on your show. Oh, it's a pleasure to have you and you and your accent. I really appreciate you making the time this morning. So, David, tell me something. I could speak from the heart about my relationship with Leckett, and I plan to do it that Saturday night. Tell me how you started your relationship a, with Leckett. actually pretty funny. We started with a Purim card. Oh. Uh, about two years ago, we got a Purim card from friends of ours um, of a donation that they had given to Leckett, and my wife, Talia, and I sort of said to each other, this looks like something very interesting. I've never heard of this place. Mm. Um, and then we got in touch uh, with Lauren Yoket, who is uh, the American coordinator for American Friends of Leckett, and uh, we started to get involved, and we had become very, very involved. Um, it's really quite a unique uh, staka in Israel, and uh, it's spreading its wings to the United States in and terms of uh, the publicity. And how has um, how have you seen Leckett received from the time you started your involvement to now? I was actually quite amazed at how many people knew about Leckett. Um, certainly uh, in the New York uh, region and the Teaneck region, it's known very well. It's not known as well outside, uh, but we have uh, been trying to spread the word uh, here in the Philadelphia area where we live. Um, and everybody, once they hear about it and see what they do, and sometimes and hopefully oftentimes participate uh, when they go to Israel in the gleaning part of Leket, um, are just amazed about uh, this tzedakah and what they've accomplished and what they continue to do. And as you mentioned, you're going to be uh, speaking next week at the uh, annual dinner. Uh, this is, in fact, the 10th anniversary of Leket. I can't begin to tell you how many people when I meet the minister, I'll say, that's our favorite charity. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it really is quite, it is really quite um, an incredible organization. So to background a little bit, it was founded in 2003, and Leckett serves as the country's largest food bank and food rescue network, actively working to alleviate the problem of nutritional insecurity among Israel's diverse population. There are numerous ways people can support Leket, whether it is by gleaning or by Purim cards or donating to the event, to the dinner, even if they cannot participate. And by going on the leket.org.il website, there is a link at the top that says donate. And I imagine, as we joke in the um, non-for-profit world, all donations are gratefully accepted. Yes, they are. <laughs> uh, and in fact, this particular dinner is supporting a particular project which Leckett has, uh, which is uh, we have volunteers who go out every evening throughout Israel, 
um, in their own vehicles and collect fresh meat and fish meals from restaurants, caterers, shopping malls, and more, which is how Joseph Gittler, who founded Leket in Israel, uh, began. And then these uh, foods are delivered to uh, one or more of Leket's, Israel's nonprofit partners uh, in that neighborhood. It's very interesting to me how the word gleaning has become part of our vocabulary simply because we are involved and knowledgeable about Leket, whereas that is not a word that most people would otherwise know. Yes, that's true. Um, And in fact, um, I don't know how many of your listeners know this, but people are always looking for things to do when they go to Israel. After they've done the traditional, we're going down um, the two streets, uh, King George and uh, (laughs) uh, Ben Yehuda, and then they go to the Kotel and all the other things. They're always looking for things to do. One of the amazing things that can be done by an entire family is to go to one of the three places, uh, such as Rehovot, uh, where Leket is, and go into the fields and actually do gleaning, uh, picking up uh, the vegetables and the fruits, depending on the time of year, and helping make sure that they get to people uh, who can't afford to buy them. So two people, I should say two major bodies, are being honored at this year's dinner. And I don't mean to say that Joseph Kittler is a major body. Um, I am clearly not implying anything. But Joe is the founder of and chairman of Leket Israel, and so we owe him this debt of gratitude for uh, for the vision that he had and for his leadership. And so he is being honored at the dinner. And as well, this is going to be, uh, I will be honest with you, this is my first entree into any kind of frat party, but the Alpha Epsilon Pi fraternity is also being honored that night with the Young Visionary Award honoree. That's correct. Um, and... Not only that, it's a male frat party. So Even better. <laughs> you're very welcome. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes, because of all the work that they do. Um, and um, I, I think that, if I may say so, one of the most wonderful things about uh, um, this charity is that, I mean, we all sit down on Shabbat usually and have a nice meal. People don't have meals. They, they are the people who get this food are people who unfortunately we don't see when we go to Israel and enjoy our time there, which is elderly and some not so elderly people who go through trash cans looking for food and don't need to do that because of the existence of Leket. Young children who who go to school and don't have food to eat, Hmm. neither at home, except very little, uh, or even at school, and we make sure that they have meals. Uh, to eat every day at lunchtime. There are thousands of people who put this, these meals together and many, many thousands of people um, who, who benefit from it. I had the opportunity to tour the facility with, uh, in Renana with Dina, with Dina Barth Fiedler, with Dina Fiedler, and I was stunned not only at the enormity of the operation, but the quality of the food that was being distributed. I took pictures. I mean, these are, this is fruits and vegetables you could see in the finest markets that are simply going to go to waste if people literally don't go rescue it. Right. You've made a very important point. These foods, as we all go to markets, are usually, outside of uh, meat products, are usually the most expensive foods. They are quality vegetables. uh, They are quality fruits, oftentimes not able to be used because uh, the economics in Israel are such that um, there's enough which fed the market, so to speak, no pun intended. <laughs> but um, these fruits uh, are then picked, uh, would not be affordable um, by the recipients, uh, and are given to them. And it, it's healthy. It's 
healthy for them, and they get nutritional lessons also, um, and that's another part of what uh, LICET does. Is, is there added stress on the organization because it's Shemitah? Um, you know what, it's early in, in the year, so to speak, uh, to know whether, there, whether the stress exists, though I would imagine um, that there is, but I don't know enough about um, what is actually going on right now to know how much, how much of a stress there is, though it would be surprising to me if there isn't some additional stress. Right, I, I, I agree, I agree. The, um, again, the Leket dinner is taking place November 8th. It is coming up next, Motzei Shabbat at the Sheridan Manhattan at 8 p.m., you can contact Leket directly, but you can also go to their website, leket.org.il. David, is there any other final message? Anybody who's either potentially on the fence or has a minimal interest or a limited interest in Leket, give them one final push why they should be involved. Um, well, I, th- I think one thing I'd like everyone to know is, although most of the food rescued is kosher, okay, there is 20% of it which is not. And that doesn't go to waste either. We make sure that that goes to people like African refugees in, in Tel Aviv or other nonprofits um, serving non-Jewish populations in Israel. Um, the only thing that I think I'd like to say, um, and it's really a tug at the heart, mm. and that is to see the sadness and hungry child, thousands of them, mm. light up at lunchtime wow. when they have something decent to eat. Wow. It's just worth all the money in the world. Oh, well, let me tell you, if I, <laughs> I mean, I'm already going, let's be honest, but that is, that certainly is tugging at the heartstrings and for good reason, because no one wants to think of a starving child. No one wants to think of a hungry child, but everyone wants to think of a smiling char- child. David Libor, thank you so much for joining me. I look forward to meeting you in person next Motzei Shabbat, leket.org.il. David, thank you for your time. Thank you so much, too. My pleasure. You're listening to That's Life here at the Nahum Siegel Network. And my next guest, I imagine, is on the line. Is he there? He is. Ah, it's that voice. That voice from beyond, Ellie Hagler, host of the Jewish Reaction here at the Nahum Siegel Network and mildly involved in Yachad. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And Sean, and Shawnee is sitting there somewhere rolling her eyes saying, yeah, mildly involved in Yachad. Associate or assistant director? Associate. Associate Director of Yachad, Eli Hagler, joins us on the air to give us a Team Yachad update because I would argue that in the last hour and a half, a new team has been formed. Uh, that is quite true. In the last hour and a half, fortunately or unfortunately, depending on how you look at it, <laughs> uh, Team Yachad now has Team Wallace Woo-hoo! Uh, r- running within us. Yes. Uh, Lizzie and Miriam L are going to be running, uh, I think it's your second half marathon with us, and it'll be Lizzie's. Lizzie's first time around. Correct. So I, I will give a shout-out to my daughter, who, if she is able to join us on the air at some point in the next few minutes, will call in, though I begged her not to walk out of class, as she is <laughs> a junior in high school. I asked her not to walk out of class and like sneak into the bathroom to take the phone call. So hopefully she will heed that warning. But either way, a shout-out to Lizzie Wallach, who inspired me to lace up again and to join her in running the Miami Half with Team Yachad um, after her incredible, yeah, she just texted me, can't do it now. That's fine, Liz. Um, I'm happy to know she's staying in class. But um, she was so inspired by her summer with Yad Biyad, which um, really is not only changed her life, but changed the lives of all the friends that she made and that she was with this summer. 
that it in, that it inspired her to run uh, in Miami, please God, in January, and then she brought me along with her. Uh, yeah, I mean, look, the marathon itself is it's such a unique, different, fun, engaging, entertaining uh, event and experience. You know, I tell people all the time, like, if I if I got fired, which I'm hoping really doesn't happen, uh, <laughs> but if I, if I got fired, I would still run the event. It's still so much fun right. uh, to be a part of. It really is. You, sure, you did it two years ago. You know how it was. I do. I, I, I really enjoyed it, and it's funny because I think that it was you who told me that two year that the best part of the marathon is running by the cruise ships so early in the morning, and it's really it's really a lot of fun. I happen to enjoy that a tremendous amount. Oh, I think we up oh, there. Oh, I really is Ellie there? Did we lose Ellie? Ellie's back. Ellie is back and better than before. Excellent. So Ellie, I was saying that the that I think it was you who told me that the cruise ships running by the cruise ships so early in the morning is your favorite part of the race. But I think my favorite part of the race was running past you as I watched you panting on the side of the road. Well, I have changed my opinion on my favorite part over the last let's say year and a half. My favorite part now is getting to the finish line. I don't blame I you. So I'm no longer interested in training and actually putting work and effort into it. <laughs> so now I'm more just winging the race. So when I get to the finish line and realize, hey, my legs are still attached, I take right. that as a W. Right, thumbs up for you. So should I tell you? So I, I, I do want to discuss. And everyone is very interested to know how your training is going, Ellie. And before you fudge that answer, I do want to tell you that I ran six and a quarter miles in six in sixty minutes this morning. So how is your training going? Not to show off or anything. Yeah, but no, 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 not at all. Throwing down the gauntlet, my friend. I will say that I also went for a morning run this morning. Mm-hmm. How'd that go? Uh, it was good. I did it very quickly, tuned from the refrigerator in about six seconds. Amazing. It was, you know, I wasn't even tired by the time I got to the fridge. Wow. You know what? And your, so, legs, and your legs were still attached. Yeah, still attached. So thank God that went well. But uh, I always say that I'm going to start training, and I always start on Mondays, Mondays. I'm going to start this week. But then it seems that I get Monday after Monday after Monday, and I'm mm. still not any closer to getting on that treadmill. Yeah, I, I hear that. That is a common occurrence for many people. Lucky for me, competing against myself is really all I need to do. So my goal you're, is... You're guaranteed to win. I Thumbs up for me. My goal is to best my best half marathon time, which was last um, May when I ran the Long Island half and did it in two sixteen fifty eight. So my goal is to best that time. Wow. So I'll tell you a great story. A Tignacot story is two years ago, we had someone run with us, uh, Ben Kramer, actually my best friend since we're little kids, uh, ran with us. And he and I together with 20 others ran uh, as Team Lechaim within Team Yachad, right. uh, in memory of our friend Chaim Feigman who had passed away. Um and the 22 of us raised $77,000, but Ben decided literally last minute, his flight was 6 a.m. Friday morning, and I registered him in person that day for the race. Oh, my. Um, oh, my. Ben was not in the best shape of his life, <laughs> to put it nicely. Uh, and he did the half in 3.17. Wow. Uh, three hours and 17 minutes. Now, two years later, Ben has stuck with it, has lost about, I think, 75 pounds. Oh, my word. Uh, and he's now trying to qualify for or to earn a spot in the New York City full. Um, even doing, he did a half marathon the day after Yom Kippur and the Sunday after that to, oh. to help beat uh, his requirement. And now he's lost 75 pounds, and he just did a half marathon. I think it was 2.16. So he cut more than an hour oh my off word. his time. So basically he's an addict. 
yeah, he's a full-blown addict. Yeah. And all of his posts on Facebook are all about the run that he just finished. And all of my posts are not. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, Ellie, knowing you have a problem is really the first step towards recovery. Ellie, I also want to make sure to mention that there's a big Yachad Shabbaton. The leadership conference is taking place this weekend. I know you're expecting 450 uh, high schoolers to be present this weekend in Stamford, Connecticut. Tell us about that. So it's, it's a combination of our Yachad High School leadership Shabbaton, which is based in simplicity. It's a, a leadership Shabbaton, which is typical high school kids from all across the country together with Yachad members. And simultaneously, we're also running our National Coordinators Conference, where we bring in all of our national staff from across the country uh, for a weekend of networking and training and uh, trying to build up and enhance the ACA chapters in all the cities across the country and, uh, and Canada. That's incredible. So, Is 450 a typical number, or that's an exorbitant number? Uh, 450 is a normal number for this program. Uh, the Family Shabbaton, which a lot of people are familiar with, which will happen uh, the first weekend in May, uh, which is really a, a Yacha Shabbaton, but geared towards the entire family uh, with programming and sessions for parents and siblings in addition to the Yacha member as well. Uh, this past year we had 1,100 people. So this 450 is really a breeze in the park compared to that one. Right, but these are 450 teenagers, and those are families with parents. So I would yeah, imagine... I try, I try not to think about that okay. part. <laughs> right, right. I want to know how much time is going to be spent on programming and how much time is going to be spent on teenage drama. Well, it's definitely a combination of the two because that's a very important part of life. You have a high school daughter. You know how important drama is. I do. And frankly, it's something I could do without. But I will also tell you how many weekends and how many events and how many Sundays are filled with Yad Biyad reunions because, frankly, the kids can't get enough of each other and the relationships and the bond that they built together is really quite unique. Even the chaburas that still take place at night with their counselors um, and their advisors really is is just, um, it, it's incredibly heartwarming that, that the relationship, even though we're, we're in the fall, that the relationships are still that strong. So call a kavod to everyone at Yachad. You know, I'll tell you a great story uh, related to that. There was a Yachad member who went on Yad Biyad uh, this past summer, uh, Jacob Adler from, from PNEC. Um, and Jacob, uh, he's mobility impaired. He's in a, a wheelchair, a very, you know, a, a wheelchair that was built specifically for his needs. Okay. Um, and he went on Yad Biyad for the first time uh, this past summer, and we got a call and an email from his mother after Simchaton, which is our Yad Biyad High School reunion um, over Simchasora, which took place at Romer, at Tinek, uh, in Tinek at the Ketar Torah Shul on Romer Avenue in Tinek. Um, and the letter basically said in the email, was that she never knows where Jacob is, mm. which in her mind is an incredible thing. Jacob right. would always sit at home by himself, didn't have any friends, didn't have a social life, and now she's just waiting at night. Incredible. He's going to come home at some point because he's out going to the movies with this kid or he's out going for pizza with this person or he's out hanging out at this guy's house. Um, and, and now he has an entire social network that his parents and his family can never have provided for him. Wow. That is a beautiful, beautiful story. Ellie Hagler, he joins us on the line right now. Anyone who wants to support Yachad programming, support Team Yachad, or, hey, support Team Wallach, go to miami.teamyachad.com. Team Yachad, in this case, is all one word, miami.teamyachad.com. You can sponsor a team. You can sponsor a Yachad runner. You can sponsor us. You can search for a runner in the search engine. And uh, Team Wallach, what what did you put down as our goal there, Ellie Hagler? 
a modest goal. Everybody knows that it's reasonable of $100,000. Right. The Wallachs are looking to raise $100,000 thanks to Ellie Hagler in honor of Yahad. And my word, wouldn't that be amazing if that came true? Ellie Hagler, I look forward to beating my best time and to beating you this coming January. And um, please do me a favor. Send Coach Jazz my best and, and uh, ask her to be in touch. I'd love to have her on. Absolutely. Will do. All right, good luck this weekend. Thanks, Mary. Appreciate it. A pleasure. You're listening to That's Live here at the Nahum Siegel Network. The live lunch starts in just a few minutes. It's on from 11 to 1. It's hosted by Nahum, 11 to 1 Eastern Time here at NahumSiegel.com. Ah, coming up in the background, it's Gershon Varoba's uh, Across the River. That is my tribute to Parshat Lech Lecha this weekend. Today at 1 p.m., as you heard this morning on JM and AM, Rabbi Eliyahu Fink of FinkOrSwim.com hosts his debut show, He's joined, he joins, I should say, the illustrious stunt show team with his inaugural show today. If you are interested, as we all are, in continuing our discussion of the of the conversion process, Rabbi Fink is going to be joined by Rabbi Maury Kelman and by Skylar Bader, both of whom will discuss the conversion process with him. Then, as we have been promoting, we have a special call-in election special on Spin Class. Tonight at 6 p.m., Michael Fragan hosts on our network, NahumSiegel.com. Call in 212-529-4620. Michael will be taking all your questions regarding the various races taking place. Join Nahum tomorrow morning, 6 to 9, as he hosts JMAM live here on the stream, NahumSiegel.com. Malcolm Holmline, 740. Don't miss it. There's a lot going on, and I'm sure things are continually unfolding. Tomorrow, Naomi Table for Two starts at 9 a.m. And Matis, JM Sunday, is on from 7 to 9. As we pull up Gershon Varoba a little bit higher in the background, I wish everyone a good Shabbos. That's life, everybody. Bye, guys. Across the river to the other side Come with me across the river Across the water far and wide Come with me across the river To the other side Open your heart to so open up and watch the magic happen There's not a single thing your dreams cannot
magic hat. 